Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Franco Cortez. I will be your host for today's event. Um, and I would like to welcome all of you uh, to the first of a series of webinars launched by Deep Pharma Intelligence, uh, a new project between Deep Knowledge Group's Deep Tech focused analytical subsidiary, Deep Knowledge Analytics, and Biopharma Trends. Uh, today's event will deliver an overview of Deep Pharma Intelligence's inaugural project including their recent industry report on the state of AI and pharma, biotech and drug discovery uh, as of Q4 2020, as well as their corresponding AI and pharma big data investment analytics dashboard and IT platform, which uses AI, machine learning, uh, reinforcement learning and data science to extract tangible industry insights for companies and investors alike. Uh, which is being given uh, an early release in alpha format uh, to select industry participants uh, in order to get relevant industry feedback and hone some of its more advanced functionalities. Uh, we're being joined today uh, by Dr. Andre Bavilo, Director of Deep Pharma Intelligence and co-founder of Biopharma Trends, uh, who will be delivering key insights from their new industry report and associated IT platform. Uh, with a specific focus on investment trends from that report, as well as Alex Kresnev, uh, Director of Deep Pharma Intelligence's um, uh, co-founder, Deep Knowledge Analytics. Uh, and Alex will be delivering uh, an overview of the AI in Pharma Big Data Analytics Dashboard uh, released by Deep Pharma Intelligence, including its uh, current scope of functionality, as well as its developmental trajectory over the coming months. Uh, following that, we will be joined by Dmitry Kaminsky, co-founder of Deep Knowledge Group and Deep Pharma Intelligence, who will be sharing some words on overall investment trends uh, in the AI and pharma space. Uh, and he will be followed uh, by our guest speaker, uh, Pana Sharma, CEO of uh, our Spotlight um, guest company, Lantern Pharma. Um, who will be delivering a brief overview um, of his company and their recent activities in the AI and pharma space. Uh, without further ado, uh, I'd like to welcome our first speaker, Dr. Andre Bavilo, Director of Deep Pharma Intelligence, to share some insights uh, from the company's inaugural project and report. Dr. Bavilo, the floor is yours. Thank you, Franco. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining our webinar today. Uh, I'm glad to be introducing uh, some projects, uh, latest insights that we have uncovered about AI and drug discovery industry and our major plans for 2021. Uh, that's the team at Deep Pharma Intelligence uh, uh, have. And, and the Deep Pharma Intelligence is the joint venture uh, of um, two leading UK-based think tanks, uh, Deep Knowledge Analytics uh, and Biopharma Trend, of which I'm a co-founder. Uh, just a couple of words uh, about um, uh, Biopharma Trends, where we started. Um, in 2016, we started as a blog about emerging biotech companies and uh, technologies, and uh, we had particular focus on the artificial intelligence in drug discovery. That was our first topic. And then we expanded into other emerging areas of the biotech. And uh, over the years, we have grown into a leading platform for 
are reflecting on the trends and companies in this area and predicting some market moves. In 2019, we won a prestigious private grant in the UK, uh, the Catalyst Grant. And with that, we established the T-Analytics Limited Company and started building a software as a service market intelligence tool. Uh, we were supposed to become a leading uh, tool for market analysis, investment analytics, and so forth in the biotech space. Actually, in 2020, we launched the uh, beta prototype uh, and in 2020, at the end of the year, we formed a joint venture with Deep Knowledge Analytics, uh, uh, where we joined together and brought together the expertise uh, in software development, data science, and also extensive uh, pharmaceutical uh, uh, expertise in the domain sectors like AI and drug discovery and other emerging areas. Um, Currently, uh, the deep pharma intelligence is focused uh, on the deep uh, domain expertise in the pharmaceutical industry, including technical analysis in the areas such as artificial intelligence, new therapeutic modalities, uh, stem cells, longevity therapeutics, and digital health, and more. And also, as a company, we are very strong in the business side of things, including biotech investment advisory, technical and business due diligence, competitive analysis uh, and strategic consultancy for the pharmaceutical decision makers uh, as well as financial institutions. Currently, we are producing regularly the open access reports covering the industry. And we are specifically focusing on the emerging uh, trends and uh, very hot markets that are going to disrupt the industry in the foreseeable future. Uh, and also we are um, offering the proprietary reports and proprietary analytics, which provides a very deep insight into different areas, uh, new ventures, new opportunities and so forth. You can access reports following those links below. Um, <clears throat> having joined with Deep Knowledge Analytics, uh, we are uh, under the uh, company Deep Pharma Intelligence. We are now building the industry-leading uh, software as a service platform, which will incorporate uh, big data analytics about the pharma industry as a whole, and specifically focusing on the um, on the startups, seen on the private equity markets, but also on the uh, on the uh, public companies and large corporations. Uh, this will be uh, a one-stop shop tool for the decision-making, growth strategy building, uh, as well as investment uh, investment analysis for all the stakeholders who, who can possibly be interested in uh, in this uh, uh, field. Um, this is the website of Deep Pharma uh, Intelligence and. I welcome you to visit it and uh, explore the wide range of services and opportunities that we uh, currently have. Thank you. Thank you very much for that, uh, Dr. Bavilo. <clears throat> uh, I'd, I'd now like to pass the floor over to uh, Alex <clears throat> Kresnyev, uh, Director of Deep Knowledge Analytics, to share a little bit of insight into um, uh, Deep Knowledge Analytics uh, involvement in this inaugural project from Deep Pharma Intelligence. So as a little bit of background on um, its uh, activities in the AI and drug discovery space over the past several years. Uh, Alex, the floor is yours. Thank you so much, Franco. Do you see my screen? We do. Thank you so much. 
So I'm speaking on, on behalf of Deep Knowledge Analytics, a co-founder of uh, Deep Farm Intelligence. Uh, we've been uh, producing uh, deep tech analysis for uh, several years, uh, including AI figure discovery analysis. Let me briefly present the most significant uh, projects we had during these three years. So as you can see here, uh, I collected several uh, projects, several examples uh, for you. So just to, to show that um, we will, we've been producing a project like blockchain, uh, focused AI, focused FinTech and, uh, and longevity. Uh, one of the uh, first and the brightest achievements of deep knowledge analytics was in uh, 2018, uh, when uh, we uh, uh, presented AI and UK uh, landscape uh, report at, uh, at the event uh, made by all par party par parliamentary group on artificial intelligence in the UK. Um, so what uh, we actually are we now in, in these two years? Uh, we are uh, rapidly moving from uh, two D visualizations uh, to 3D visualizations. Uh, I hope this significantly will significantly, significantly in increase our possibilities and uh, visualization abilities. So uh, another example uh, was, uh, was uh, COVID-19 analytics, where we analyzed the 250 uh, countries and regions uh, using 140 parameters. So this report was uh, uh, covered by multiple uh, media and acknowledged by uh, various uh, international organizations as well as uh, notable persons. Speaking about uh, our um, experience in, uh, in researching of AI in pharma uh, uh, pharmaceutical industry. Uh, so our journey began in uh, 2017 when our first uh, report was produced. It included only 11 companies and was based on only on a few parameters. Uh, frankly, uh, based on this timeline, uh, you can easily check how the industry was growing. So in 2018 was produced uh, four uh, reports. Um, in uh, 19, three reports. Uh, all of these reports uh, were using were landscape uh, overviews, um, presenting investment analytics uh, and the general overview of various achievements uh, in the industry. There, there were several uh, reports uh, about pharmaceutical industry as a whole. Um, as example, you can see here like uh, uh, reports about leaders, women, um, conferences, and so on and so forth. Uh, here is uh, our achievements from 2017 to 2020. So this is our first um, circle mind map, which includes only 11 companies. Now it has more than uh, 20, 200 companies, actually 240. Um, so with these results, we decided to uh, to create jointly with uh, BioPharma Trend a new company called uh, Deep Farm Intelligence. Uh, and uh, in 2020, we, we also produced a, a report uh, jointly, which will be presented in, in a few minutes. Thank you. Thank you so much, Alexei. <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, now I would like to pass the floor back over to uh, Dr. Andre Bavilo, Director of uh, Deep Pharma Intelligence, who
who will deliver um, some key takeaways uh, and insights with a focus on, on investment trends and, and broad industry trends uh, from the inaugural report and associated IT platform um, released recently by Deep Pharma Intelligence. Uh, Andre, the floor is yours. Uh, thank you, Franco. Um, so, um, as I said, the pharma intelligence uh, inherited um, inherited resources and expertise from its founding partners, deep knowledge analytics and biopharma trend. And so, uh, uh, we, this report was produced by the joint team uh, of the two uh, of the two uh, teams. Um, and uh, I'd like to briefly uh, provide some highlights uh, about the report and basically our key findings uh, over the year 2020. So essentially, uh, the problem is in, in the pharmaceutical industry is that uh, it's, uh, it's not sufficiently uh, optimized uh, to translate innovation to, into the actual uh, workable drugs. So it takes an average 10 years and more than $2.5 billion to bring uh, a drug to market and a lot of failures occur and uh, it's known uh, it's a known thing that many drug candidates simply uh, fail at later stages uh, creating huge costs for the pharmaceutical industry and of course the patients don't get their uh, medications uh, as fast as it could be possible artificial intelligence is one way to address this issue because this is a very global technology that uh, interconnects many aspects of the pharmaceutical uh, research and development process so it is now being used uh, at, at basically at every stage of the process, starting from the ideation, data generation and data processing, uh, hypothesis generation, all the way to screening projects, uh, clinical trials, uh, and even some pharmacovigilance projects to track the actual performance of the drugs uh, in the markets. So um, artificial intelligence is a strategic thing uh, at this point. Uh, and uh, uh, the community uh, of the AI in pharma is uh, kind of segmented still. Uh, it's still growing rapidly, uh, but we will see much more to come. Currently, uh, it is primarily represented by several hundred AI-focused uh, uh, biotechs, biotech startups and scale-ups. And also uh, big pharma companies are also um, developing in-house programs and uh, actively partnering with external AI uh, vendors or experts. Uh, it is interesting to know that contract research organizations, large ones, are also actively competing for this uh, technology and there is a growing wave of collaborations uh, between the largest uh, contract research organizations and uh, different uh, vendors, technology providers, or innovators. And also an interesting and important trend is that big tech companies, uh, which are traditionally non-medical companies like Google, uh, Tencent, or Amazon, they are now entering the healthcare space as well because they already have very sophisticated AI tech and they kind of competing with the classical drug makers. But at this point, they are also making a lot of partnerships with them. 
Uh, it's interesting to focus on the uh, AI startups because they are kind of cradle of innovation in that in that sense. And uh, already today, uh, we can see that um, some of the players uh, have more advanced AI capabilities, including end-to-end -end, uh, uh, platforms from, from basic research to basically bringing the candidates all the way to clinical trials. And they also have uh, advanced pipelines, including clinical drug candidates, while others are basically developing some uh, some uh, services or tools based on the AI, but also competing to, to grow and become stronger. Uh, I would say that uh, over the last uh, several years, there has been an inflection point that we would call an alpha go moment in the pharmaceutical industry where in, uh, in 2018 and 2019, uh, several companies basically uh, applied AI at such scale uh, and uh, with such results that uh, they managed to actually, uh, uh, I would say, uh, transform the paradigm and uh, put face in the technology in the eyes of really big partners and clients. I will review some of these examples, but generally speaking, the basic for the AI revolution has been uh, built in 1990s on the last century with the, all the fundamental technologies uh, basically appearing on theoretical level. Then uh, in 2012, uh, we can um, point out to like image, image uh, nets competition and the rise of uh, practical deep, knowledge, deep learning uh, application uh, not only in pharma, but primarily in other industries, but then pharma followed. Uh, in 2015, uh, some sophisticated neural nets emerged, like for example, generative adversarial networks and other uh, neural nets. And basically all that led to rapid growth in the number of startups applying such technologies and as well as uh, other players hunting uh, for collaborations and, and basic uh, move in this, in this area. We also anticipate that the next uh, next years uh, will be uh, highlighted by the maturation of the technology and even commoditization. And basically <clears throat> uh, a lot of strategic uh, collaborations like investments or merging uh, and acquisition deals where big players will be trying to kind of uh, get the state of their technology at their hands. Uh, so the examples, uh, of course, everybody probably knows about uh, Google DeepMind who basically uh, learned and sold the 50 year uh, grand challenge in biology, which is predicting proteins 3D shape from its amino acid sequence. It's a landmark work. And I would also point to silicon medicines uh, applicability of their generation uh, adversarial generative uh, networks to creation of kinase inhibitors to DDR1 uh, targets within just 21 days and then validating it in vitro and in vivo. Also deep genomics uh, claim that uh, they developed the oligonucleotide candidate for Wilson disease in just under 18 months. Maybe Hilkes who also applied AI to bring the candidate to face to a trial just within 18 months. These are just examples and there are much more of those. Uh, but uh, what I would say that those are kind of uh, landmark uh, works validating the, the drug uh, discovery potential of this technology. 
the, from the commercial point of view, the performance of the AI adoption can be seen in the increasing amount of partnerships uh, specifically involved uh, involving AI technologies. These are the partnerships uh, with Big Pharma, uh, uh, where Big Pharma is partnering with AI startups to kind of probe the grounds and make different pilot projects or even uh, more sophisticated programs. And uh, the most important part of this is that some of those uh, collaborations which started several years ago already uh, providing exciting commercial results. And, and here I, I just briefly summarize just three of them, which is the partnership of Atomwise with Hansel, where they initially partner, but now expanding partnership because of prominent results. And also recursion pharmaceuticals, for example, uh, um, expanded partnership and realized their options uh, for, with Takeda uh, following their success with internal drug candy development programs. And for example, Exchangia, which reads, reached uh, its first major milestone with GSK last year using their AI platform. Um, <clears throat> so we have clear leaders in the in, in, speaking in terms of formal numbers of AI collaborations, but of course we have to closely look at each collaboration to understand uh, the specifics and the impact that AI is having. Um, speaking about big pharma, uh, we have clear leaders in the pack uh, in, uh, who, are, um, who are leading this race. Basically, I can name Bayer, Pfizer, AstraZeneca, Takeda, GSK, Novartis, uh, Jensen, and others who are basically uh, having a lot of collaborations, major collaborations. And for, as I mentioned uh, previously, contract research uh, industry is really catching up here and uh, uh, large companies like IQV, Parixel, they are, uh, they are partnering to apply AI primarily for clinical trial design or uh, patient certification or real data, world evidence analysis, pharmacovigilance, uh, and basically uh, for operational tasks like uh, you know hiring patients for clinical trials more efficiently and so on. And there are other examples where PPD, for example, uh, <clears throat> uh, collaborated on that same uh, aspect. While, whereas Charles River Laboratories and Wuxiaptech explored AI for more drug design uh, approaches, uh, where it actually partnered with, uh, with the startups to leverage their innovation. Uh, so concluding this uh, re uh, brief uh, report, I would say that uh, the AI is now has now become a strategic priority, uh, whereas it was, let's say, in 2015 or 2016, it was pretty much criticized by many. But now, every pretty much every player in the industry is uh, probing something or already investing in this uh, in this technology. And there is a number of drivers uh, which uh, make sure that the industry is heating up. It's first of all a wave of proof of concept studies. There are hundreds and probably thousands of those in research facilities. Uh, and also there are commercial successes. Uh, some of them I just mentioned. And the very important thing is AI democratization in general, which means that AI technology is becoming accessible to actually non-data scientists or uh, in the form of different usable drag and drop pipeline builders or frameworks that can be uh, quickly leveraged for 
your data science projects and so on. So AI is becoming more accessible, more suitable. And also, of course, the general understanding of AI mechanics uh, among the pharma industry, the learning curve uh, that everyone is now following, this is a major factor for AI adoption. So uh, <clears throat> we uh, regularly cover this area in our open access reports, and we believe this, this is very beneficial for the community. We, uh, this, these are free reports, and so everybody can uh, read them gain insights, but for more in-depth decision-making uh, analytics in the financial uh, landscape, let's say investment landscape, or in the, uh, you know, growth strategy building aspects, we offer proprietary analytics where our team can help uh, develop those strategies. So uh, this is uh, summarizes the uh, highlights from this report. So uh, what I would like to demonstrate is uh, basically uh, the dashboard, uh, the analytics dashboard, uh, which is uh, now available for review. This dashboard uh, is aimed at uh, providing uh, actionable insights in the form of, of uh, advanced visualization. And also um, it is based on our database, uh, uh, database of, of uh, companies and all the information that we are gathering. Uh, about the companies. <clears throat> so the, um, the dashboard basically uh, combines uh, several blocks uh, of software that we are now developing. This is a prototype stage right now, and we're going to launch the commercial version uh, within several months from now. But now I can just briefly uh, go through uh, several, uh, um, uh, several options, uh, features that we currently have. So essentially the dashboard uh, summarizes, uh, this, uh, this one particular dashboard summarizes AI companies uh, because this is the focus of this webinar, but in general, we have the whole industry uh, that is uh, uh, incorporated. And um, so this specific dashboard focuses on 257 uh, companies and also investors involved in this uh, particular sector names, finding rounds, uh, different news, uh, papers, patents, and uh, all sorts of things that relates to um, uh, deals uh, that relates to, to this industry, uh, to this sector. Uh, in, the, um, in the marketplace, you can already briefly go through some company information, for example, or you can basically uh, review detailed information about companies um, uh, and, and we have uh, some functionality for SWOT analysis already. Uh, this is uh, the stuff that uh, helps basically identify the company's position, overall position in the market. And we will be expanding this functionality much uh, deeper to, uh, in, in, the next, uh, uh, in the next round of the release of this software. Uh, we also have visualization tools uh, where you can pretty much uh, uh, see different sorts of things like collaborations, partners, um, and also build some, uh, some visualization graphs. Um, for, example, for example, you can see companies over, uh, over years, over different parameters. And again, you can access uh, access information, briefly review it, uh, and, and so on and so forth. 
Um, and also we have a, a, a matching tool. This is a prototype of the matching tool already functional. Uh, for example, if, uh, if we go to, in this matching tool, we can just um, briefly review uh, the investors who are investing in the company of interest. Let's say we can see competitors of that particular company and basically uh, investors involved in the whole landscape of the investment, basically the investors who invested in all the competitors. So uh, we can combine, uh, conduct kind of exploratory analysis uh, and uh, basically see uh, what's happening and who is involved in the financial transactions. So uh, this is the backend part and uh, we have advanced visualization part, uh, uh, which is uh, in the form of 2D um, mind maps. Uh, let me briefly show them. Uh, so the mind maps are basically uh, profiling the industry across different sectors uh, and we have a number of such mind maps across different parameters. They will be incorporated into the uh, backend system in the next release. Uh, and, uh, but already now you can uh, have very powerful insights about different companies and see, uh, see their parameters, what they're doing. Uh, and uh, this is kind of brief reference for 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 you to to utilize, um, and also visualization mind uh, graphs. Uh, these are kind of uh, examples of what will be uh, incorporated uh, in terms of visualization. So these are uh, graphs that are showing certain certain industry developments. We will be uh, having hundreds of those available uh, on different parameters and matters. And by the way, uh, I, you can, uh, I suggest you, uh, you already start exploring the platform and uh, providing your feedback to us. This will be very highly appreciated because alternatively we are doing it for, for your value. And we would like to hear the opinion uh, and see you using this tool. Um, so this is pretty, this is very brief overview and um, I'm giving the word to the next speaker. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Bavilo. Um, I'd now like to welcome Alex Krisnev, uh, again, Director of Deep Knowledge Analytics to give a little bit uh, more technically oriented insight into the platform's um, backend machine learning analytics uh, and the like. Uh, Alex, the floor is yours. Thank you so much. So as you can see here uh, on this chart, uh, we do have quite a lot of parameters and data points led to the topic of today's discussion. And here it's important to say that uh, this is quite small part of the data set we are using for to train our algorithms and uh, various machine tools, well, machine learning tools. So, um, so we have implemented a multi-parameter uh, company evaluation process, uh, which allows us to estimate a company's strengths and weaknesses and estimate risks. We're building uh, a machine learning uh, based platform uh, that will be able to not only classify companies and market uh, signals, but uh, also estimate uh, future risks and uh, identify various opportunities again for investments and various 
uh, other various activities. So uh, the most uh, popular question where we talk taking uh, all the data is pretty simple. So it's uh, specific databases, mainly pharmaceutical ones, uh, parsing, parsing engines, which we, we develop uh, by ourselves, uh, public available databases, business databases. Again, we do have a, a, a quite huge team of experts who can uh, help us to collect the data manually. And especially, the main idea kind of this slide is to, to, uh, to say that we are using the data which is submitted uh, uh, by users and we're strongly encouraging uh, you to play a mothership uh, of your profiles and help us to fill the, the gaps in, in the data we do have there. Uh, again, we're implementing a stage-of-the-art uh, supervised and unsupervised machine learning companies which will be used uh, for uh, deriving actionable investment and strategic growth insights for our cu uh, customers. So here's a quite kind of visualization. Uh, and in the end, yeah, it's uh, again uh, the slide with the, with the dashboard. And again, I, uh, I would like to end here this section by encouraging uh, uh, representatives of those companies we mentioned in the, in the report to access the platform, to register there, and to provide some data about yourself. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, uh, Alex. Um, <clears throat> I would now like to pass the floor over to Dmitry Kaminsky, co-founder of Deep Knowledge Group and uh, Deep Pharma Intelligence, uh, who I believe will be sharing a few words um, on investment trends in the AI and pharma space. Uh, Dimitri, welcome. Thank you, Franco, for introduction. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm sharing my screen. Do you see it? We do. Okay, so today I will speak about uh, investment trends and uh, some financial projections uh, regarding this pharma AI sector as it is now. Uh, at the stage of 2020, I will give some overview also of the past periods, and we will provide some our projections about the next uh, several years, and we'll give some uh, overview of our investment digest and investment analytics. So back, uh, we can consider that uh, this industry started its growth, actually its inception, probably around 2013. Uh, and uh, yet even in 2016, uh, 2017, uh, there was quite a lot of skepticism and criticism, uh, mostly from the side of uh, big pharma corporations. Uh, however, already in 2018, we witnessed quite significant growth of, of the market of this particular you know, uh, field of uh, artificial intelligence for drug discovery startups. And then uh, uh, one year ago, we saw quite significant uh, transition from quantitative to quality, uh, many of those startups, uh, companies, AI for drug discovery companies achieved quite significant uh, visible and practical results. Uh, during this year, uh, there is already quite intensive competition between uh, those companies and some pharma corporations uh, for those companies, hunting for those, you know, most promising, uh, most advanced, most sophisticated uh, uh, companies, but also talents. And uh, we can uh, predict that uh, there's no doubt that in, in the next two, maximum three years, there will be quite significant market consolidation. Currently, in uh, analytical report, uh, which was presented by Big Pharma 
uh, internals, uh, deep farmer internals. Uh, there are profiled in the open source 240 companies, 600 investors, 90 corporations. However, in reality, uh, the real scope of uh, analytics is uh, wider uh, and uh, approximately 400 companies can be considered that uh, they are having some activities in, in the field and uh, much greater number of investors. As it is now for December 2020, we can predict that uh, this number will grow uh, every several months uh, by at least several hundreds of uh, new investors, newcomers uh, from other sectors. Um, and also, of course, quite a lot of corporations are exploring this uh, field and uh, they will be quite inspired by those corporations who already achieved quite significant results uh, during the last several years. Uh, <clears throat> by this thing, uh, you can access, um, you can you can get free of charge access to investment digest. This document uh, by this link will be updated uh, systematically approximately every two months. Uh, there is apparent uh, growth trajectory in, in um, on the matter of uh, investment rounds uh, and uh, you know overall amount of uh, invested uh, invested budget into AI for discovery companies. Um, and even uh, to, uh, during 2020, despite uh, the pandemics, uh, the overall amount of investments uh, was greater compared with uh, 2019. Uh, so in reality, pandemics uh, not uh, slowed down the sector, but vice versa accelerated its further development. Uh, during last year, we saw quite significant uh, investment rounds. Uh, some of them exceeded uh, even two or 300 million of dollars. One company, uh, successfully uh, conducted their IPO. Um, and uh, in that investment digest, there are also overview of uh, most uh, active investors by quantity of their deals. Uh, for example, here are 50 most active investors in terms of quantity of deals. However, uh, playing this, uh, making these bets in this casino on the uh, early stage startups or maybe most promising startups, maybe the quantity is uh, not uh, the best uh, indicator for investors in the sense that limited partners who are investing in those uh, investment funds uh, may be too much big quantity of investments may be the mark of not the best uh, investment strategy of those investment funds. Nevertheless, we are analyzing not only the companies but also investors and uh, their investment strategies. And uh, here are just uh, some very uh, uh, brief overview of the approach for analysis uh, in uh, actual commercial version of uh, investment analytics dashboards. Uh, there will be much more comprehensive analysis of investments funds. And uh, in, in some uh, cases, we are more interested in uh, analysis of investment funds rather than just even startups. Here is some distribution of uh, regional distribution of uh, those 50 investors. Of course, United States currently is leading. Uh, however, China is uh, uh, emerging quite quickly in terms of uh, activities in, on the investment side. Uh, big pharma corporations, not only uh, pharma, but also tech corporations such as uh, Google, Amazon, Baidu, uh, Alibaba, and so on, uh, also chem chemical corporations, they uh, becoming uh, very active in the field. Uh, and uh, Actually, their activities and their significantly changing incidents from uh, as it was previously nice to try. Now, for some of them, it became strategically important. Uh, this is uh, 
one of the major driver for further uh, growth of uh, market capitalization and actually activities in, uh, uh, on the investment sites. Uh, and uh, with that, actually, it will also most likely ignite quite a lot of M&As and uh, different uh, other types of financial transactions and uh, uh, deals on the market. Here you can see uh, the growth of the quantity of uh, deals uh, between pharma and the AI for the discovery companies. This is also showing a very straightforward growing interest of uh, corporations uh, to this topic. Um, this is a mind map of uh, most active pharma corporations, pharma and tech corporations in the field. And here you can see three leading corporations, Bayer, Pfizer, AstraZeneca, who made the biggest quantity of uh, uh, deals with uh, AI for drug discovery focused companies. So uh, with that, uh, we can consider that these uh, three companies uh, may have some uh, strategic advantage in the next years. Um, this is another projections of uh, this um, collaborative deals between pharma and uh, AI companies. And uh, this is projections uh, most successful companies capable to structure the, such type of the deals with uh, big pharma corporations. Uh, some key takeaways from investment digest. Uh, so uh, we are now seeing uh, start of consolidation of this uh, sector of artificial intelligence in uh, pharma. Uh, apparently we do see uh, very clear uh, that this sector is heating up uh, in terms of investments. Uh, pharma corporations and other type of corporations actually starting to compete for most uh, capable AI companies, uh, like specializing on uh, applications of artificial intelligence for drug discovery for uh, different types of R&D, advanced R&D in pharma. Uh, COVID pandemics, as I mentioned, not slowed down, but vice versa, significantly accelerated the development, further development of this field, including uh, financial angles of the sector. Uh, Quite significant uh, number of companies successfully completed uh, their rounds B, C, and even D, and one company uh, conducted their uh, initial public offering. Um, <clears throat> uh, so in terms of global context, US is uh, main player. Uh, however, China is very significantly accelerating its investments uh, activities in this field. Uh, whereas UK and Europe traditionally are strong ground uh, for biopharma in general, and we are quite confident that uh, uh, it will stay uh, quite stable in its positions for many years ahead in terms of artificial terms for drug discovery. Uh, some, some of our projections for the next several years. Uh, overall, biotech industry and drug discovery in particular will be on the rise uh, for the next several years. Uh, AI for the discovery uh, and advanced R&D sector uh, will be maturing quite significantly. We will see more and more IPOs, we will see more and more M uh, mergers and acquisitions in the next several years. Uh, also, this uh, will ignite and attract uh, num a number of uh, investors from other non-biotech sectors let's say non-specialized uh, biotech investors, they will enter this field just because uh, it will be clear that many companies are at the, already at the pre-IPO station. This is uh, quite simple to invest in them, uh, even not having uh, specialized expertise in drug discovery or even more in uh, artificial intelligence for drug discovery. And uh, 
We will also apparently will see quite significant increase uh, in activities on the secondary market. Uh, uh, what does it mean? Uh, let's say there are 10 most promising companies, EF discovery companies. They are now at the stage of uh, C rounds, uh, pre-IPO rounds. Uh, current investors uh, will use their offer rights and not uh, permit uh, new investors to enter those, those companies uh, in most cases. However, some early investors in those companies may uh, have uh, opportunities or interest to um, sell their early stage, their early positions in equity to newcomers in this field, because most of those most promising companies uh, think uh, they may be already blocked uh, for new investors, um, <clears throat> unless uh, they'll be like. Um, um, significant increase of value, uh, proposed valuation for the companies. And uh, in general, we can consider that uh, 2020 will become a year of uh, consolidation of this sector. Therefore, 2021, this is the year for uh, opportunities, window of opportunities for investors, especially from uh, for new investors in the field to yet uh, uh, put some of their investments into relevant uh, AI for the discovery companies in, in the sector in particular. Uh, this is big data analytical dashboard. In this dashboard, uh, quite significant uh, attention will be given um, towards investment analytics, uh, business analytics, uh, structuring deals and uh, uh, many other uh, specific some, somehow related to financial angles. You can uh, review this dashboard and uh, uh, get access uh, to the accounts by this link. Um, if you'll be interested, you shall contact uh, the company. And uh, uh, currently, because it is uh, yet better version, so you can uh, temporarily get access for free. Uh, and probably in the next uh, three to six months, it will become a commercial version. But uh, uh, yet, there will be quite a lot of uh, analytics uh, <clears throat> free of charge. And this is, by the way, uh, disruption of business model for entire industry analytics. Uh, in particular, why the so? The company having so significant uh, deep farm insurance company, uh, having so significant uh, tech uh, capabilities, tech tools to aggregate data in quite uh, in very much automated way. That's why uh, it can uh, reposition their most uh, most advanced analysts towards uh, more specific proprietary analytics. Whereas uh, it's already have uh, so big abundance of uh, data uh, on the industry that uh, it is uh, uh, for, for the company, it's affordable to put as an open source quite a lot of analytics, including uh, investment digest, including some uh, overview of funding grounds, deals, business trends, investment trends, and many others. Uh, and even such tools, uh, matching tool, uh, which is uh, basically. Uh, giving the very same uh, options to as uh, in case of uh, uh, pitch book uh, to review uh, all relevant information uh, in case that if company looking for investors. So this uh, so-called matching tool, this is first of all support decision uh, analytics uh, to help uh, startups to, to, to engage with, uh, to find the most relevant, the most uh, 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 best for them uh, investors. Uh, whereas, f in regards to proprietary analytics, you shall uh, 
uh, you shall uh, address uh, you shall call the company by, by this mail and uh, um, get in touch with uh, managers of the company and uh, I can assure you that uh, there is quite significant uh, quite advanced analytics especially on the matter of SWOT analysis some kind of like, uh, business intelligence uh, investment analytics uh, uh, and uh, uh, therefore, the company can afford itself to put quite a lot of uh, analytics as an open source because uh, um, this is like uh, this. Uh, the company is capable to focus on uh, more deep insights rather than uh, uh, just standard industry analytics. Uh, here, are just kind of some very brief um, key points regarding what uh, what is achieved already in this analytical dashboard including uh, um, uh, partially automated uh, brief SWOT analysis of the companies, uh, visualization uh, of uh, profiles of the companies in the form of uh, two-dimensional uh, diagrams, and uh, some other features, including uh, they're using machine learning to automate this uh, analytics at this stage. Uh, here is a short video just explaining uh, how the company is working on the next stage of analytics. So this is uh, 3D uh, uh, profiles of the companies and investors and corporations. So all this will be um, multi-dimensional vector space, uh, uh, starting with three dimensions, and then there will be actually uh, one significant part will be four dimension, which will be so-called uh, time machine. So you will uh, you will be able to see uh, evolution of each entity uh, during the time. So here's just kind of some explanation on this matter. Uh, this is a um, simple uh, profile of the company in the form of uh, just flat two-dimensional um, projection. And uh, in regards to close plans for the next uh, three to six months, so the company will develop much more enhanced uh, methods, uh, automated uh, machine learning uh, support and deep learning supported methods for SWOT analysis investment analytics and uh, analysis of multiple other uh, parameters and factors uh, and actually to support and uh, enhance uh, the most unbiased and uh, pragmatic decision making regarding investment uh, decisions uh, in including uh, to provide investors with uh, tools for significant de-risk their in investments to, to protect them from uh, some kind of black boxes or some uh, overclaimed um, uh, features, uh, which are sometimes uh, promoted by uh, companies uh, looking for investments. Here we can see the major links, including uh, company, website, email, investment digest uh, link, and uh, uh, this big data dashboard. Thank you for your attention. Thank you so much um, for those insights, Dimitri. Um, before passing the floor over to our uh, guest speaker and spotlight company, uh, Pana Sharma, I would like to take a few brief moments um, to give an, an overview of a convergent project um, currently underway um, at Aging Analytics Agency. Uh, so, um, <clears throat> my name is Franco Cortez, again, uh, Director of Aging Analytics Agency. Uh, which is uh, Deep Knowledge Group's longevity-focused analytical subsidiary. 
uh, and I'd like to deliver a short overview um, <clears throat> of uh, a project in development um, that we refer to as the Longevity Industry Investment Analytics Dashboard. Um, this uses a suite of approaches um, <clears throat> and technologies uh, quite similar um, to those used uh, by Deep Pharma Intelligence's dashboard, uh, which you just heard about, uh, including interactive filterable industry databases, uh, network diagrams, um, and both 2D and 3D interactive mind maps, um, and uh, an AI and reinforcement learning-based company and investor uh, competitor smart matching engine. Um, and it should be noted, um, by the way, that while the connections between AI and pharma uh, and longevity may not be immediately or directly obvious um, to all um, attendees today, uh, we at Deep Knowledge Group recognize them uh, both as um, integral parts um, of the overall developmental trajectory of advanced healthcare generally, um, which is increasingly moving uh, towards precision and preventive approaches um, and away from single disease reactionary uh, treatments. Uh, so while our conception uh, of the longevity industry per se um, is quite broad, including both biomedical aspects as well as uh, tech sectors like age tech, um, fintech, neurotech, and others, uh, for the purpose of today's event, um, as well as the current uh, developmental stage of the longevity investment analytics dashboard um, itself, uh, we're mostly speaking here about um, uh, biomedical sectors, um, which fall within the scope of longevity. Um, but which uh, many listeners today may not necessarily um, immediately associate um, with, with the catch-all term uh, longevity. Uh, so these include, um, you know, the fields of P4 medicine, um, which uh, means precision, uh, preventive, predictive, and participatory medicine, uh, advanced early diagnostics and prognostics to um, detect and treat uh, age-related diseases very early in their development uh, before the actual emergence of pathology, uh, as well as some more experimental interventions <clears throat> um, within the scope of regenerative medicine, cell therapies, um, gene therapies, uh, and the like. Uh, so uh, Aging Analytics Agency's Longevity Investment uh, Big Data Analytics Dashboard is currently in uh, prototype development uh, and is being released to um, select industry participants much in the, in the way of Deep Pharma Intelligence's dashboard um, in alpha format to get early feedback uh, and refine some of its features. Um, also, much like Deep Pharma Intelligence's dashboard, uh, it uses big data analytics um, to deliver interactive and dynamic databases, industry mind maps, and uh, AI and reinforcement learning backed uh, competitor and investor smart matching. Uh, so the dashboard currently contains more than 19,000 companies, 9,000 investors, uh, 16,000 personalities, uh, and these numbers are growing all the time. Uh, and the overall um, number of data points currently stands at um, over 800,000, uh, quickly uh, approaching the 1 uh, million plus mark. Uh, the platform features several specific features that I'd like to, um, to introduce to you here, uh, including a comprehensive series of interactive mind maps, um, which has <clears throat> really become a hallmark of our analytical approach over the years uh, both at Aging Analytics Agency as well as Deep Knowledge Analytics. Uh, these maps can be uh, filtered um, to highlight and isolate specific entities and sectors um, zoomed in on uh, and with individual profiles um, for each entity, uh, which when clicked on opens up uh, their profile and associated data. Uh, the dashboard also features 
uh, a dynamic <clears throat> industry database uh, of companies and investors segmented into several specific sectors, um, which feature brief profiles um, of those entities, uh, as well as um, more detailed profiles. Uh, so here we could see the AI for longevity sector um, and uh, the brief profiles of, of several companies. And if you click detailed view, um, it will open up um, a, a more elaborate profile that contains a, a wide array of data points and specific parameters um, on that company. Uh, all of which are extensively searchable and filterable according to a wide variety of, of factors and parameters, including levels of funding, uh, funding type and status, um, broad geographic region um, and country, uh, as well as industry, subsector, um, and technology. Uh, and as you can see here, um, these are combinatory, meaning that you can apply um, several um, uh, filters at once, um, and it filters the selection of companies um, in accordance with, with those that match uh, the criteria. So you see the, the scope of companies um, <clears throat> has been um, significantly decreased by applying those filters. Uh, the platform also features um, the same set of structural data in the form of interactive network diagrams, um, which uh, essentially visualize um, funding um, between investors and companies um, and which are uh, also dynamic. You can zoom in on them. You can um, uh, adjust them in different ways <clears throat> on your screen. Uh, and all this data is uh, likewise uh, extensively filterable uh, and searchable uh, according to a number of quantitative and qualitative parameters um, across finance, uh, region, business development, sector focus, and technology. Um, and um, uh, clicking on uh, a given uh, investor or company logo um, will open up uh, the detailed profile um, of that entity uh, and its associated uh, set of data. Um, now, uh, the dashboard currently also features um, a prototype uh, investor and company search uh, and matching engine. Uh, which uses AI <clears throat> uh, and reinforcement learning to produce a list of um, predicted competitors uh, for uh, companies uh, and investors. Uh, in the case of companies, um, it visualizes um, the, the company profile and its uh, associated data, um, which is in our interactive database uh, to begin with, uh, as well as a uh, list of investors uh, into that company uh, the company's predicted competitors uh, and uh, the investors um, of its competitors. In other words, the firms that have uh, invested into its predicted list of competitors. Um, the same uh, scope of functionality also applies to investors. So if you search an investor, um, it will show that investor's portfolio, uh, longevity focused portfolio, its uh, list of predicted competitors and the portfolio uh, companies um, of its competitors. Uh, so the dashboard is still in prototype development um, and much like Deep Pharma Intelligence's investment analytics dashboard, uh, it's being given early alpha access to select industry participants um, and parties. Uh, so if uh, anybody watching today is interested in, in gaining early access to the platform, um, I encourage you to write us at info at aginganalytics.com um, so that we could facilitate that for you. Um, now, I would like to pass the floor over to our uh, guest spotlight speaker, uh, Pana Sharma, 
who is uh, CEO of uh, Lantern Pharma. Lantern Pharma is a clinical stage oncology pharma company uh, developing three drug candidates that leverage uh, AI and machine learning to uh, gain a deeper understanding of how to personalize and develop uh, targeted cancer therapies. Uh, Lantern in licenses and develops therapies using uh, genomic data, machine learning um, in pharma and computational biology uh, modeling to identify uh, the patient groups most likely to respond to a therapy uh, and to clarify the potential underlying mechanisms uh, of action. Uh, so without further ado, um, I would like to pass the floor over to uh, Panna to give us a uh, brief overview of his company's activities in the AI and drug discovery sector. Well, thank you, Franco. First of all, I'd like to thank uh, the Deep Knowledge team for inviting me to share what we're doing. Um, I think there's a lot of useful data that they have in their system. It's great to see some of the visualizations. Um, I would love to thank also Dimitri and Andre, especially for uh, recognizing how biotech and um, pharma are rapidly using um, AI and data-driven approaches to kind of fundamentally, I think, change the trajectory of uh, drug development. Uh, Lantern Pharma is a publicly traded company, so I may make forward-looking statements. Uh, we're traded on the NASDAQ as ticker LTRN. And as Dimitri pointed out earlier, we were fortunate enough to go public earlier this year, um, about actually about six months ago. The core of our business, as was mentioned earlier by Franco, is that we look at drugs, especially ones that have been abandoned or failed because there's a lack of knowledge about what patients it'll work best in or trials do not meet their efficacy or endpoints. And we use big data approaches by assembling all the genomic clinical response data from the historical trials, from historical studies, from publications, and also from our own work that we do on those compounds or drug classes to do two things, fill in and um, understand the mechanism of action, understand combinations that could be used and what patient subgroups and uh, will best respond to that drug. Uh, so we use the um, radar engine now, both to stratify patients into subgroups, but also to help us reduce the risk in development. On uh, this presentation, I'll focus more on our AI platform and radar as opposed to the biology and mechanisms of action of our drugs. But I'll try to do it in a way that we accomplish both. When I got to the company a little over two and a half years ago, um, radar was about 10, 20 million data points. Today, it's over 1.1 billion data points. Uh, it'll probably close the year even more north of that. Next year, we expect to get to three to five billion data points, maybe even more. And our goal is to get to six to 10 billion in 2022. And again, that might happen even faster. We're already about six months ahead of our schedule. Uh, we've highlighted some of the historic, the curated data sources. I mean, so in addition to bringing in the data, uh, it actually gets cleaned, meta tagged 28 different ways so that we can analyze it. And then we're, we, have, we have a specific ontology that we use because we're purely focused on cancer drug development. So unlike a lot of companies in our space, I believe the more focused your problem can be, the greater likelihood of your success is. So the scientific value our platform enables is identifying new compounds that we can rescue and develop, uh, giving us a more nuanced understanding of responder groups, non-responder groups based on biological networks of biomarkers and genes, and feedback for potential mechanisms that we can exploit to do target-based development activity. And that's a very important part, point of one of our new drugs, LP184, uh, where we're using that. And by doing that, we're actually compressing what we take in a lab 
a year or two, and we're compressing that down to months. And the patient value this has is more rapid entry into specific patient subgroups, potentially with rare and orphan indication, a way to accelerate the trials through companion diagnostics, and a way to improve patient outcomes, which is ultimately the real driver for this, is to save lives and change the healthcare cost. The way we look and communicate radar is important. So right now, uh, we um, kind of our key architecture platform is ultimately how much blinded success do the algorithms have in answering the questions that we want. Um, and the success rate is now approaching 90%. It's over 85% now um, on blind, using the um, algorithms blinded to answer questions about subtypes of cancer, response groups, um, genomic networks that are seen and actual in vivo and vitro and also in vitro systems. We have about 56,000 uh, patient records, clinical histories, over 144 different drug tumor interactions modeled. That includes over 90% of the approved cancer drugs. And um, as I said, over 1.1 billion data points from um, cancer data sets, both preclinical and clinical. The vast majority though are clinical, about 85%. So where do we point this? We point this now to four programs. Uh, these programs are worth several billion dollars. The first one in metastatic prostate cancer, that's castration resistant or androgen deprivation resistant. Um, we have our first drug, it's in phase two trials today um, where it's enrolling. We have LP300, uh, again, another drug that is a very interesting small molecule that's now about to launch in phase two for non-small cell lung cancer and never smokers. And again, we use radar to understand the mechanism of action, develop a companion signature and validate the fact that the proteins that we're targeting are in fact the proteins of interest in the never smoker group. And then a new drug, LP184, which, is, which was actually helped with radar from very, very early stages. And we're collaborating with, with Georgetown and Fox Chase. We have another major uh, collaboration that we'll be announcing. And uh, the same drug, the radar predicted that it would work in glioblastoma as one of the top cancers. And actually it also works in GBM, we went to the wet lab. All this is surrounded by about 106 current patents that are issued and eight pending applications. So digging into radar, so we bring all this data together from open source, our own proprietary data, private partner data, we cleanse and curate and normalize it. This is very important, establishing the ontology of what you are looking at, helps you understand what kind of questions you can solve. And then we do various um, algorithms to actually look at the genomic and biological features that we select and that we highlight for analysis, including transcriptome features, uh, DNA features, protein features, features around response, features around blood-brain permeability, immunogenicity. So there's a whole range of features uh, that we look at. And then we, um, once we understand which ones we're looking at, whether they're preclinical or clinical, we then unleash various algorithms. They can be from XGBoost to artificial neural networks, to scalar vector machines, to simple Keras regression. All these then compete because no one algorithm is perfect. It depends on the question you're trying to solve, the kind of data you have, the timelines and constraints and these algorithms compete. And then um, we look at the algorithm and say two things. Is it statistically significant and does it give us biological relevance that will help us in the trials? And then once we have that, um, that biology and statistical driven feature selection repeats and iterates, and then we finally have really um, a, a trained model that trained model, we continue to refine in various other tumor indications. And then we also take that and then apply it to an actual stratification tool or companion diagnostic or biomarker panel that we can use in the trials. Let's look at some of the features of radar. If you look at radar, it predicted, um, created a signature 
And as the number of biomarkers increased, you can see that the prediction was around 10 biomarkers or so was ideal. And also, as you look at, we looked at the number of different uh, patient, uh, sorry, cell lines, and it predicted cell lines exquisitely. Uh, the area under the curve for this particular run was pretty amazing. And of course, it really predicted the responders and non-responders in this particular data set perfectly. At this point, we knew we had an algorithm that could be quite compelling. We looked at this algorithm and said, what are the drivers for this 10-gene algorithm? And it really was one major driver, in this case, PTGR1, which is a known uh, en enzyme um, that is involved in very important pathways. And we said, wow, this is great. PTGR1 is, uh, in terms of relative importance, followed by PTPN14 and ASPH. And these were biologically relevant in the tumors that we were looking at. We then went and said, let's look at, at cancers that have overexpression of PTGR1 to see if this does hold true. Went to the lab, we looked at a number of uh, spheroids and cell lines, and this is across the case. Our drug was several times, thousands or hundreds of times more potent than other drugs. And again, these were all uh, cancers that were overexpressors of PTGR1. When we took PTGR1 and some of these other key genes out, uh, the response rates totally changed. So we knew A, it was dose dependent, it was gene dependent, and that it validated our AI platform data. The AI also suggested that it would be useful in GBM. And again, we went back to the AI to look at whether blood-brain permeability would be a, um, a key feature of this drug, and it was. And again, this is a drug that basically when we went public, we were just beginning to really do this work. And now by the end of the year, six months later, we have several programs launched, several collaborations. So that six months of work would have taken, I think, in a traditional pharma company, about two to three years and several million dollars more. We then again looked at the PTGR1 transcript levels across a number of solid tumors. And again, we saw that the gene expression, uh, this is a log two value, um, correlated with LP184 activity really well. And so this gave us a lot of comfort that this really should be the driver. We did the same thing with, with another drug. We took, and this is the non-smokers and adenocarcinoma. Where we looked at, this is a complex, much more complex mechanism. And we said, well, what really is driving this? And we knew that there was things involved in the inflammatory pathway, things involved in the glutathione metabolism, which is really the redox cycle, and then also the ROS pathway. And so as we looked at these, the signature was amazingly mapped to actually these three biologically relevant mechanisms for that drug. And it gave us a lot of comfort that the response signature being developed with 300 was in fact mimicking the biology. And now this drug is now getting ready to launch into a phase two in non-small cell lung cancer for never smokers, which is about 20% of the new cases and several billion dollar um, treatment lands uh, opportunity globally. Again, going into the future, as we get more data, it's uh, very important, but data is widely available. So it's really important um, how the data is put together, um, how it's cleaned and curated, what kind of questions the data is set up to answer properly. And more importantly, how can you find combinations? Because ultimately that will be one of the most important ways that cancer is managed in the future. So again, um, I wanna thank you guys at Deep Knowledge. This is just a quick snapshot of what we do at Lantern. Uh, Lantern's got some great, amazing, talented people, half computational biologists and AI engineers and half uh, um, cancer genome scientists and molecular biologists. And that really is the future of drug development, bringing these two disciplines together rapidly. And so from that, you know, I'd love for um, actually Deep Knowledge to update our profile in their system because you know, we're, we uh, have a much more advanced system today than probably their original profile. So we answer a lot of complicated questions, both in preclinical development, clinical trials, and also in patient identification. 
So with that, um, thank you for giving me a chance to showcase what we're doing. Uh, thank you so much, Pena. It, it's our pleasure entirely. Um, and uh, if you've already registered <clears throat> uh, a profile um, at the uh, Deep Pharma Intelligence uh, dashboard, um, you will be able to uh, direct access and and uh, submit uh, new data for, for your company. Um, as as uh, everybody who, who actually registers to this platform um, will be able to do. Um, before we close off the event, I would like to pass the floor once more to Dr. Andre Bavilo um, to share a few uh, brief words on um, the um, developmental trajectory and agenda of uh, Deep Pharma Intelligence um, for the next year. Uh, Andre, the, the floor is yours. Thank you, Franco. First of all, I'd like to thank you, Panna, for really insightful uh, presentation. As a scientist myself, I, I had great pleasure listening to these developments and impressed myself. And I believe this is a nice illustrative example of how AI can be leveraged already today with very tangible uh, results. And um, yeah, so with that, I'd like to share also several, hmm, several um, words about our major plans uh, that Deep Pharma Intelligence uh, have in mind for, for, for the coming year. Uh, first of all, as, as was mentioned already, but I will repeat that uh, we are launching commercial platform where we will put together all these uh, blocks of software, all these visualization tools and add much more to it, including the machine learning uh, capacity. And this will be uh, launched uh, several months from now, uh, I believe, for the better uh, testing. And, uh, and, and so, so I welcome you to explore the platform already today. It's, it has already some pretty powerful features uh, and it will be expanded further. So regarding the analytics, uh, we are planning to publish quarterly open access reports on AI and pharma keeping track of new developments uh, and new uh, companies in this field uh, and some other, uh, other things. Uh, and also we are going to produce reports on uh, some other emerging areas like new therapeutics, uh, uh, stem cells and more. And so we will be announcing those reports shortly. Um, on monthly basis, we're going to produce kind of highlight mini reports or uh, to keep track of what's happening and kind of you know strategic but probably tactical things that are that might be le leveraged by the companies to have opportunities for growth uh, or investment etc uh, and also yeah already mentioned but uh, a landscape report on stem cells market key players and developments will be released uh, I, I believe in February or a little later, and it will be featuring the market. This is a very growing field uh, with a lot of opportunities. And also we're going to, um, to publish our reflection on the year of pandemic, so to speak, and indeed uh, uh, reveal some how, how COVID-19 actually impacted the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, both business-like and in terms of research, accelerating research. As, as Mitri mentioned, uh, these COVID pandemics accelerated certain things uh, in terms of AI adoption, but, but it was also 
it was also a challenging year. And for example, some trials were postponed or didn't happen or and, and a lot of things uh, didn't happen due to COVID restrictions or lockdowns. But on the other hand, the, it catalyzed uh, very, very rapid like progress and technological people kind of adapted to, to a new reality. Um, and also we will, uh, we will see how it in, impacted the investment landscape and what to do in the, year, in the new year, what conclusions we, we should be uh, deriving from what happened uh, in 2020. And of course, uh, I welcome you to our coming webinar, which will happen probably on 18th, but the, the date will be notified, uh, notified uh, later on, shortly after the webinar. And so welcome to, to attend. We'll, we will have uh, new, uh, also guest speakers uh, to illustrate uh, our findings. Uh, and finally, I'd like to conclude this, uh, this uh, my presentation with, uh, with the statement that we are open for collaboration in a number of uh, ways. So we welcome joint report production efforts with relevant entities, both in the R&D space and in financial investment space. And also media partnerships and promotion is a very active area of activity for us. And um, we are happy to partner with local startup communities and innovation hubs uh, where, we can, where they can leverage our global presence, whereas we can learn from them uh, more specifically about their local innovation trends, developments, and new companies. And uh, with like for really big projects, we are uh, happy to consider joint ventures. So for any questions, contact us at info at deepharma.tech and we'll be happy to discuss further. Thank you. Thank you so much um, for that, Andre. <clears throat> Um, in order to close off the event, uh, I would like to first off thank all of our uh, attendees and panelists um, for joining us today. Um, this was, uh, as Andre mentioned, just the first in a series of webinars being hosted by Deep Pharma Intelligence, uh, with another one scheduled um, preliminary for late January 2021. Um, all uh, uh, attendees today will be um, emailed a link to that for pre-registration and the link itself is in the chat um, if you'd like to to get a head start on that um, and uh, by that time uh, we expect to see a series of um, pretty substantial enhancements um, and functional developments uh, in in the platform itself uh, including significant refinements um, of its machine learning and reinforcement learning components um, for its competitor um, smart matching engine uh, as well as further development of the um, two, uh, three, and even 4D um, uh, company SWOT uh, uh, diagrams, which, which Dimitri briefly um, showed uh, in his presentation. Uh, around the same time in late January, um, we'll also be hosting a similar webinar uh, on the topic of aging analytics agencies, longevity uh, industry investment analytics dashboard. Um, and we expect uh, a similar series um, of developments and, and new insights um, uh, to be present uh, at that time. So, so we welcome you to, to join us for both of those. Uh, and I'd also like to remind everybody um, to subscribe uh, to the Deep Pharma Intelligence um, and Aging Analytics Agency websites uh, at the bottom of their home pages. Um, uh, and in the case of, uh, of Deep Pharma, um, you can uh, locate that at deep-pharma.tech. 
Um, and by subscribing, um, you'll get access to uh, further updates, uh, report releases, uh, and event announcements early. Um, and uh, I'd also encourage relevant uh, industry professionals who are interested in gaining early access um, to either of these dashboards uh, to write us um, at info at deep-pharma.tech in the case of uh, Deep Pharma Intelligence uh, and at info at aginganalytics.com in the case of Aging Analytics Agency uh, in order to request early access um, to the alpha versions uh, of these platforms. Um, with, with that being said, uh, I'd like to once again thank our panelists um, and attendees, and we hope to see you again in the new year. Thank you very much.